0: listening to episode number 34 of the brain bs podcast there's no such thing as not enough time welcome to the brain bs podcast where you will learn how to recognize when the bs detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I am sitting here with the windows open and it was super, super hot earlier today and I walked and I had to go late because my little basil boy, my dog, is um, sick. But I was dying. It was so hot. So I'm so excited now because it's cooled off and there's a beautiful breeze coming in. But there is kind of thunder and things going on outside, so you might hear a little bit of that in the podcast, but I don't think it'll be a problem. So, okay, so my Brain BS today is related to basil having some health issues. And I'm not going to share what I shared in the Brain BS group. That's my private Facebook group. And if you haven't joined, you should consider joining it. It's free. And you have access to me to ask me questions and anything you want to know. And sign up for free consults and that sort of thing. So you should take advantage of that. I'm not going to share what I shared in there. I'm going to share a little bit of different um, Brain BS in my podcast. And that is... The brain BS that we can take responsibility for things that we have no responsibility for. (laughs) And we actually think it's like I've always thought that I'm a very accountable person. And I've always loved that about myself. But there's a fine line between accountability and taking responsibility for something that is not yours to take responsibility for. So what I'm talking about is that ginger and basil both. Ginger had an anal gland fistula like three weeks ago when we were out of town. I was feeling really bad about it, that I wasn't here to take care of her. Um, we have an amazing dog sitter, and she's awesome. And so I wasn't, you know, that was a something I was grateful for. But then I, some Basil just started to have problems the other day. And I'm like, what's going on here? And it looked like it was something in the tush area. And it turns out his is even worse. He has a ruptured anal gland. And he's in so much pain and so uncomfortable. And for some reason, I decided this all had something to do with their haircuts being too long. And because it's so hot outside. And I can't get in to get to see the groomer. Because I guess COVID, things are changing again. And you have to wait like two weeks and do a voicemail and all this stuff. And... I went down this whole road of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm just not taking good care of them. I am gone too much. Their hair should be shorter. It's too hot. I'm not a good dog parent. Um, What have they been eating? They've been in the yard too much. Does this have something to do with eating sticks? They were at a friend's house for the weekend. Were they eating human food? That's my fault. I should have said something about that in advance, so all these different things, and it turns out none of that has anything to do with them and their anal gland problems, and the reason why I thought the hair length was an issue was because, you know, by their privates and stuff, the hair has been an issue for Basil with his long hair, anyway, I talked to the vet today, almost got teary-eyed, and I actually said, I swear to God, I'm a, a good pet owner, And she said, why would you even say that? Of course you are. And why are you even thinking that you're not? This has absolutely nothing to do with the way you're taking care of your dogs. This sort of thing just happens. It's very common and it happens to a lot of dogs. And some dogs never have to experience it ever. But it is not anything that could have been curtailed or I could have kept it from happening. So I thought, oh my gosh, it's so crazy that we have these themes. I've talked about this in other podcasts, these themes and patterns of how we look at life. And one of mine is that I've done something wrong. And I thought that I worked through that, but it turns out my work isn't quite finished with that because I actually thought I did something wrong here and I didn't. So I want to share that with you because all of you have themes too. You just don't know what they are if you haven't had coaching, because that's the only way you can find them. I promise you, you can't see your own blind spots, so you need somebody else to help you to do that. Anyway, that's my brain BS for the day. Well, I mean not for the whole day. (laughs) I have the episode coming up, and the episode is called There is No Such Thing as Not Enough Time. So this week, in the Brain BS Podcast, we'll be exploring the concept of time. We will discuss how time is just a mental construct created by humans and it's not even real. We'll also take a look at how us humans always like to say we don't have enough of it and why that's total brain BS. I'll then give you several scenarios to illustrate how this plays out in our daily lives when we are not actively managing our minds effectively. Okay. Let's start with this idea that time is just a mental construct. We like to say there is a past, a present, and the future in order for us to create a universal timeline in our heads that we can all agree upon. The truth is, though, there's only the present moment. The past was a present moment when it happened, and whatever happens in the future will be a present moment when it happens. This is why there's such a movement to become more mindful. I'm sure all of you have heard of it. it. Mindfulness is everywhere. And it's so important because when we are thinking about things that have already happened or worrying about what might be happening in the future, we are missing all of the present moments that are in front of us. Well, here comes that thunder. When we become impatient and feel rushed, That is just us rejecting our reality because we think the next present moment is more important than the one we're experiencing now. When we yearn for the past, it just means that we were unable to detach from a previous present moment to the one in front of us. In terms of clocks and time changes in different geographical areas, that is something we made up too. This tool we use to measure how many seconds and hours happen in a day has nothing to do with how we actually experience our time, which is just various present moments. For example, we can go on a road trip. It can possibly feel like it is taking forever or perhaps it feels like time is flying by. I wrote this when I was actually um, driving home from Ohio (laughs) and on a road trip Um, and it actually went pretty fast. If we're tired, cranky, or bored, it might feel like the time is crawling by. If we're rested, relaxed, and energized, that same trip can feel like it's going much quicker. We defer to a clock made up by humans to determine how long the trip took. But the truth is, the only thing that's real is how we experienced it. The rest is just a mental construct agreed upon by humans. We also do this with getting older in the concept of days, months, and years. In addition, we take it one step further and determine that number and age is associated with certain societal expectations, and many of us believe those to be factual. That's evident when we think things like, I'm running out of time, I'm too old for that, or even when somebody thinks they're too young for something. All of it's brain BS. So now that we have a better understanding of time and that it's just a mental construct made up of humans, Let's talk about how we never think we have enough of it. First of all, it's important to understand that thinking that way comes from scarcity. And if we're thinking that way about time, it's most likely translating to other areas of our life as well. For example, if we always feel like there's not enough time in the day to get everything done that we want to get done, we're also probably more likely to think that we're not doing enough, we're not good enough, we're not meeting our own expectations, we feel inadequate. This sort of thinking from lack instead of abundance is usually a pervasive thought pattern and brain habit that can cause us a lot of suffering. The truth is there are only so many present moments that we can have in a man-made day and the real problem is an inability to set boundaries on what we can do in a certain period of time. Adding to that is an inability to prioritize what must get done and what can wait. What often feels like a time problem really isn't one. For instance, I often hear clients who are moms with young children say there is just enough not enough time for the moms to take care of themselves. They say I have kids in grade school or high school that play in a million different sports leagues and I have to give them rides and go to their events. They also feel like they have to sign up their kids for all kinds of after school activities even if they have full-time jobs that require a great deal of their time because the other moms are doing that and they don't want to be perceived negatively or have people think they're not a good parent. As a result, they are usually stretched pretty thin and constantly rushing from one present moment to the next. The problem here again is not that there are not enough hours in the day. When I present them with this information, I meet resistance over and over again. It always takes a little time for them to realize the problem is they are not making themselves a priority or setting limits on what they are willing to do because they're too worried about what other people think. Making themselves a priority and taking care of their needs requires emotional maturity, courage, and a willingness to feel discomfort as they and their families get used to this new approach to life. The benefits of practicing self-care in order to take better care of others is often overlooked and this is evident by more and more women becoming exhausted with growing resentment, feelings of inadequacy, and living their lives from a powerless frame of mind. The good news is, is these women do not have to wait for the children to get older and finish up their sports leagues to get relief. They just have to change the way they are thinking and they can do that anytime they want. You're gonna probably notice a difference in sound now because it started raining so hard. I felt like the rain was getting too loud. And then when I just heard it back, I could hear some rain in there. But I like it, so I'm gonna keep it. I'm certainly not starting over. Okay, so let's look at another example of how not enough time can play out in our lives. Say you are an entrepreneur, such as myself, you're starting a new business. It's very common to feel like we don't have enough time to do everything that we have to do, but really it's only because we're in a hurry to get everything done. In my line of work, we have to figure out how we are going to register our business and learn all the technology that's involved with an online business and with developing websites, blogs, podcasts, Facebook ad funnels, business cards, and whatever else a coach might want to create to support their business. When I first started out, I'm not kidding you, I would work like 12 to 14 hour days to get everything done. I would often say or think that there are not enough hours in the day to get it all done. This is before I did my work on time and I learned differently. After about nine months of working like that, I was exhausted and depleted. I finally realized it was not sustainable to continue at that pace and that my only problem was being in a hurry. Once I changed the way I was thinking, I slowed down my pace considerably. I began to prioritize and evaluate how I was spending my time and became more selective about how to move forward. As a result, I became much more efficient and stopped doing fluff stuff that was not really supporting my business or creating paying clients, but it was just making me feel like I was working. Now I work way less hours and I get so much more done. My problem was never related to time. I just thought it was. Another common example of how people don't think they have enough time is related to their self-care. I can't tell you how many women I come across who tell me they do not have time to hire a coach and learn how their brain is working. Really? There is literally nothing more important than our emotional and mental health. How can we afford not to take the time to learn how to manage our minds more effectively? Whether it be coaching, therapy, meditation, etc., whatever it is, we must take time to ensure our emotional health is a number one priority, or at least a top one. In terms of our physical needs, many people use lack of time as an excuse to not exercise or eat healthier. Sorry, but that's total brain BS too. We cannot afford to overlook our health needs for any reason. If we literally have a job that does not enable us to spend any amount of time on exercise or health, food, prep, then we have to look at the possibility of getting a new job. If we love ourselves and care about what is best for us, we have to make our self-care the number one priority over everything else. Sometimes this requires creativity and thinking outside of the box if we can't switch jobs. If we keep thinking we don't have time to take care of ourselves, then we look for evidence to support that thought and get stuck in a routine that does not serve us. If we can change our thoughts and decide it must be possible to incorporate self-care into our lives, then we can get creative about how to do that and make it happen. It always comes down to how we are thinking because thoughts trigger feelings and those lead to actions and that is how we get our results. Alright, let's look at another scenario here to illustrate how not having enough time is never the problem. Many of my clients are older and trying to figure out how to balance their roles between taking care of their aging parents and taking care of their own families. Middle-aged people are often referred to as the sandwich generation because we have so many, you know, people that we're trying to take care of. I lived through this one, so I know how it feels and that it might feel like a lack of time is the problem but I promise you it's not. This is way more about our inability to set clear boundaries about what we are willing to do for our parents and family. Some of us are overzealous and need to learn how to relinquish control. Others need to learn how to push past their discomfort and ask other siblings or family members for help. Still others need to step up and adjust to changing family dynamics by making an internal shift and reclaim their personal power or claim it for the first time. Whatever the scenario, worrying too much about what other people think of us is more of a problem than how many hours are in a day. If we keep thinking there's not enough time to take care of everybody, we continue to look for evidence of how that is true. If we think instead that it's possible to create balance in our lives, then we strive to figure out how to do that. I assure you, the only way to do that is to cut out the people pleasing and start setting boundaries with everybody involved and cut yourself some slack when you come up short. In conclusion, There is no such thing as not enough time. In fact, time is a mental construct created by humans to measure how many present moments we experience and is not even real. As humans, we like to think we do not have enough time, but that is brain BS. We have explored multiple scenarios here where we are likely to blame lack of time as the culprit, but that is never the problem. If we learn how to manage our minds more effectively, we will never use that excuse again. Hope you heard something valuable here today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to ask you to subscribe to the Brain BS podcast. Give me a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and check out what I'm all about and how I can possibly help you. If you're ready, you can sign up for a free 60-minute consult or get to know me better in my free Facebook group, called the Brain BS Group, where we dig deeper on all of these topics, and you can ask me all the questions. Lastly, always remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your Brain BS.